1: You're out of work and you're praying that God will provide you with a job. Great, that's awesome, but put in some applications too. Send out some resumes. I love what Joe Foch up in Philadelphia says about that. He says, you know, sometimes people will tell me, you know, I'm just waiting on the Lord to provide a job. Well, have you sent out any resumes? No, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Well, is that the way you approach lunchtime? You just sit on the sofa and wait for the peanut butter and jelly sandwich to come to you? Or do you get up and go to the refrigerator, open the door and actually make a sandwich? No, there's a balance here, right? Thank God for the provision, but make yourself a sandwich. As Pastor
0: Robert continues his teaching series through the book of Colossians, he'll be encouraging us to pray without ceasing and at the same time, take steps of faith. You can't just pray for God to do something in your life and then remain still. The Lord will always direct you when your desire is to do His will. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
2: His love is the main thing.
1: Meditation in the biblical context, in the biblical sense, is beneficial to act, just get quiet and reflect on what He said, on what He's done, on who He is, and on the fact that He's coming back soon. It's a good thing to consider. But that's not all. You know. That's, there, there's, there's a very practical component to prayer. When I was in Youth with a Mission, it was emphasized to us that there's a time to pray and there's a time to act. And quite often, God will call us to put feet to our prayers. Jay Vernon McGee said it this way. Dr. McGee, talking about persevering in prayer. Listen to what he said. An old pastor in Georgia used to make this statement. When a farmer prays for a corn crop, God expects him to say amen with a hoe. Do you understand what he means by that? You know what a hoe is, right? Some of you have never seen a farm, let alone you actually used it to dig up the weeds, soften the ground, get the weeds out from between the plants. In other words... When a farmer is praying for a good crop, God expects him to also be taking action toward obtaining that good crop. You know, it's like praying for a job. You're out of work and you're praying that God will provide you with a job. Great, that's awesome, but put in some applications too. Send out some resumes. I love what Joe Foch up in Philadelphia says about that. He says, you know, sometimes people will tell me, you know, I'm just waiting on the Lord to provide a job. Well, have you sent out any resumes? No, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Well, is that the way you approach lunchtime? You just sit on the sofa and wait for the peanut butter and jelly sandwich to come to you? Or do you get up and go to the refrigerator, open the door and actually make a sandwich? No, there's a balance here, right? Thank God for the provision, but make yourself a sandwich. Pray for a job, but put in some applications. Take action. In the same way, as we think about evangelism and, and the, the opportunity that we have, we need to be praying for people, and then we need to be acting as well. McGee goes on. Listen, such a, such a great statement that he makes here. He says, if you're praying about a certain matter, get busy with it. I'm afraid we hear a lot of pious nonsense about prayer. I received a letter from a preacher who has cancer. He said, I, I've been to the Mayo Clinic. They found that I have cancer, and they recommend an operation but I've come home and decided that I'd like to do like you did. I'll just trust the Lord. Dr. McGee says, I sat down and wrote him a letter in a hurry. I said, brother, I did trust the Lord, but that wasn't all I did. I went to whom I think is the finest cancer specialist out here on the West Coast. My case was brought up before the UCLA Medical Clinic and was discussed there. They recommended the best thing that medical science knew to do. I've had two operations for cancer. My Christian brother, if you want to be an intelligent Christian, and I think you are, then you go back to the Mayo Clinic as quickly as you can and tell them to operate if that's what they think is best. Then you trust the Lord and he'll bring you through it. That's what I did. Then he goes on. He says, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Be on the job. This is so practical and it really is. It really is. It's such a practical thing that he's talking about. You and I need to be continuing earnestly in prayer. Vigilant. Watchful. Is there something I need to be doing? Is there there some action that I need to be taking? Is there some opportunity that he's providing in this? Is there some correction? Some adjustment that needs to take place? And then thirdly, in the passage, he says we need to be thankful. Thankfulness. Listen to me. This is so important. Because Thankfulness is one of the it's one of the essential keys for emotional, mental, and certainly spiritual health. You want to be healthy mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Thankfulness is an absolute essential. You will, you will not be healthy, joyful as a Christian unless you're thankful. It won't happen. Now, how do you cultivate thankfulness? It's easy. You do it by giving thanks. You know, one of the old hymns that we used to sing, count your many blessings, name them one by one. That's great counsel. Do you realize how much we take for granted in this life? How much, I I mean, let me just speak for me. I tend to have an attitude of entitlement toward God. I mean, I think I deserve to breathe. And it makes perfect sense to me if I don't take the time to think it through. Wait a minute, it's his oxygen. It's his air. It's his. It's not mine. And somehow I'm entitled to use it? Why? Well, because he made me. Okay, wait. Because he made me? The fact that he made me entitles me to stuff that's his. Is that logical? Not really. If you really stop and think it through, it's not logical. It's not. No, I'm not entitled to anything from him. I'm not entitled. If when I remember that, see, here's the beauty of that, okay? Because it can almost initially seem like, oh, that's just, that's just mean. I don't deserve air. No, no, But, but see, here's, here's the thing. When you think about it, what that means is that every breath you take is a deliberate, generous gift from your Father. So you're, you're not entitled. You don't deserve it, and yet He gives it to you anyway. He gives it, and He gives it, and He gives it, and He gives it. The food that you eat the clothing the, the, the home the you know the, living in this beautiful tropical paradise we not we don't deserve any of this stuff it's his generosity it's his mercy it's it's because even even though we are undeserving he gives it and he gives it and he and he gives and he gives and he gives and, and it reveals so much about his love for us when we consider that these are these are privileges. You know, I have to talk to my kids about that. Not as much now. They're getting a little bit older. But when they were younger, I talked to them about it on a regular basis. You know, that, that there's so many things that you enjoy as privileges that can be taken away. These things can be taken away. They're just, they're privileges. The fact that my children can, can just go to the refrigerator whenever they want and, you know, get something to drink or, or get a snack or, you know, there, there's always food in the house and, and they're welcome to it, you know. But that's a privilege. I don't mean eating. Okay, I'm not, when I say my children, it's a privilege. What I'm saying though is the ability, the freedom to just go and take. They don't have to ask my permission to go take an apple from the fruit bowl. They don't have to ask my permission to turn on the television most of the time. But there have been times where I said, you know what? Don't turn that on without asking me. No, you may not. (gasps) It's a privilege, it's not a right. And they would, sometimes when they were younger and they would, they would argue over the television, I, I would say to them, listen, you do realize that's mine. It's not yours. You may not turn it on. Leave it off. It's my TV. And they were both like, you know, it was shocking to realize it. But see, that's, we need to undergo that, that kind of epiphany. We need to realize, listen, I'm his. I'm his. I belong to him. He made me. I'm his possession and everything that I have, it's his. Ultimately, it's his stuff and he allows me to use it. He gives it to me as a gift it's a, and cultivating, actually sitting down, listen, sit down and make a list of the things that you should be grateful for, things that you should be grateful for. And, and really, spend a few minutes and pray about that. God, what things should I be grateful for? I mean, there are things that I am grateful for. That's kind of a no-brainer. What things should I be grateful for? that I really have never said thank you for. And then begin saying thank you for those things. Begin saying thank you for those things. Make it a continual, earnest practice. You with me? Continual, earnest. God, I recognize that I should be grateful for the air that I breathe. I should... You know how he brought that home to me? As I, I literally was praying about that, and, and I remembered Mexico City in 1986. And I'm like, oh, yes, thank you, God, that I don't live in Mexico City. That You can't breathe in that place. The smog and the pollution, it makes Los Angeles look clean.
0: Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy.
2: We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the donate button.
0: On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us next time on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.